0: The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is a prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. At the door. Father, we thank you for your kindness towards us. Thank you for your presence in this place. Lord, in every life. Present here, Lord, in every life, join us over the internet. My Father, we, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you do that which eyes have not seen, do that which ears have not heard, do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men, and let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, so, today we are, we are part two of, of Don't Stop Calling. Don't Stop Calling. And again, if you missed last week, please get the, um, the, the, the message online. It's for free. Or you could get the city at the end of the service so that we all be on the same page. We, we left off last week in Luke 11. And pretty much that's where we're going to kick off from today. Luke 11, verse 9. From verse 9. This is the Lord Jesus Himself speaking. He says, and so, I tell you, keep on asking. Everybody say, keep on asking. Keep on on asking. And you will receive what you ask for. You will. It's not, you may receive. You will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking. Don't just stop by asking. Progress and seek. Don't just start seeking. Keep on seeking. And you will find. Keep on knocking. Keep on. Don't just knock and wait. Keep on knocking. And the door will be opened to you. And he's saying, this is why I'm telling you to keep on. This is why I'm telling you not to stop. This is why I'm saying you should continue. Because for everyone who asks, receives, everyone, 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 everyone. You know, when I engage in scripture, I say to myself, so, Olufebimone, your case will not be different. Everyone that asks, receives. Everyone. Your case will not be different. Everyone that asks, receives. I mean, these are the words of Jesus. I didn't write the Bible. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You need to change your um, paradigm when it comes to calling and calling on God. Don't stop calling don't stop calling you see the challenge with us like we explained last week is like um, a, 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 a journey on the mountain we start calling we begin to call then after a while we get discouraged gravity is pulling us discouragement is beckoning then we stop calling guess what happens you've gained height some altitude then you begin to lose the height then then all of a sudden, you get a, 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 encouraged again. You begin to call again. Then you, you now have to sometimes start from the base of the mountain. But God is saying to you today, don't stop from now on. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, um, I, I was speaking with years ago when, when the um, GSM phones just came into the country. Well, someone that I know used to work in, um, I think, some telecom company outside of the country. So, he relocated to Nigeria, you know, and it was... So, we were having a conversation, and and it, it says that... So, so, I was saying, so, how come you guys have so much problems? Because there was a lot of problems, you know, back then. You know, there still are now, but, I mean, it was a whole lot back then. So, I said, why, how come you guys have a lot of problems? Don't you have the equipment, I mean, capacity, why are you... Technology has advanced beyond all this. He it says it's problem, their problem at the time with Nigerians, is that when in other parts of the world, when people call and they don't get through, they drop a voicemail. Or they send a text. Or they use the landline. This is but Nigerians, once they call and it wants to go to voice, they cut it, they retire. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep redirecting, and redirecting So the whole place is congested. So it says that pattern, they've not seen that pattern before. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so because we are a people that naturally don't give up. <laughs> Naturally, if the phone is not going through, we, we redial it. All that what has been for wear. <laughs> we redial it. And we redial, and redial, and redial until we get, hey, hello? <laughs> I've been trying to call you for a while. <laughs> you know? And that is the attitude heaven wants us to take and the beauty of it is that the network in heaven never gets congested never never gets congested there's no limited capacity the bandwidth is non-limited infrastructure is not limited so don't stop calling sometimes it's hard but god says don't stop calling sometimes it's painful but god says what don't stop calling. Sometimes it appears like you are being crushed. Your soul is being crushed. But God says, don't stop calling. And the person that tells us don't stop calling, you know, had to go through this himself. Lived it out himself. Jesus, in Matthew 26, Matthew 26, from verse 36 to 46, Matthew 26 36 to 46. He says, this is Jesus in Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane and he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and the sons and Zebedee's two sons James and John and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther, bowed down with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering taken away from me i mean don't you get to a point have you ever got to a point that you say to god if if it is possible this is too hard for me if it is possible you know jesus has been there and today we are going to learn from him how we overcame because we will overcome praise the name of the lord we get to a point where our souls are crushed and if Jesus can say to God, can want to negotiate with God, that mm, this thing, can we find another route? It's hard. Sometimes life is hard. You are going in God's will. God has opened the door. God has made a way. But you think it's God's going to be an easy sale. And you discover that it is hard. And he went on a little further and bowed his face to the ground, praying, Let this cup pass away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Verse 40. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Now, I guess it's interesting. He it says, Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time. How many times now? Twice. A second time. And prayed, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. I mean, that's another way of... uh, changing the strategy if this cup cannot be taken away from me unless I drink it ah, your will be done when he returned to them again he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open so he went to pray a third time how many times now a third time saying saying what these same things what same things Saying the same things. And like we said last week, some people try to tell us that saying the same things in prayer, it is, it's, it's, um, it's 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 vain repetition. I explained that there is indeed vain repetition, but there is unvain, if there's anything like that. There's repetition that is not vain. Sometimes when you get to a point and Your soul is crushed. Do you know that it really doesn't matter what you are saying? What matters is your expression of your heart and that anguish to God. Which is why speaking in tongues is so beautiful. Sometimes when you see people that, you know, that are praying. And are, and are saying, Oluwashay, 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 Oluwashay. And they're like, what are they saying? What is Oluwashay? Or what is he trying to say? <laughs> but the point is, you don't know the pain that they are going through. So, when they are repeating it, they are not even worrying. The key thing is, this cup is still here. And must I drink of this cup? Then he came to the disciples and said, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest now. (laughs) Look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up. Let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. You know, there are some people that are trying to convince us that being a Christian means that everything will be rosy. It's a lie. It's not even consistent with scriptures. The Bible is filled with people with difficulty. But the beauty of it is that they always prevail. So you will prevail. So the issue, the issue is not you have a problem. You have a problem, big deal. Jesus had a problem. Are you bigger than he? No. Some say, okay, Jesus died so that um, we we never have problems. No. Jesus died so that we will overcome our problems. He says, in the world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, what I'm saying is this. You cannot separate suffering from Christianity. It's a part of our message. It's a part of the message. It's a part of the life of the Christian. You can't separate it. To try to separate it is to try to deny the fundamentals of the faith. You can't. But God is giving us strategies and principles that guarantees that we pull through the suffering. God is giving us principles that guarantees that we are not buried with this suffering. In First Peter 4, verse 12, 1 Peter 4, 12, the Word of God says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the very trials you are going through as if something strange is happening to you. The way we go through challenges sometimes, have you seen people, they go through challenges and say something is strange, something strange is happening to them. Oh, no, God is saying it's not strange. Don't go through it as if you are, you, your case is different. Your case is not different. <laughs> Don't specialize your problem. 1 Corinthians ten three. He says, "There's no temptation that has come upon you except that which is common to man. The temptation you are going through is common, very common. It's not special. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrows. Listen, listen. The right perspective." is the key to life. You have to see things the way they are before you can even begin to overcome them. The first thing is, this thing is not special. It's not a biggie. It's not a, your picture says, can you put it up again? He says, don't be surprised at the phrase that as though, as if something strange is happening to you. The Bible teaches us that suffering is real. It's real. It's often unfair. But for the child of God, it should, I say should, it should lead to promotion and glory. Every suffering you are going through will lead to promotion and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. So no matter how well you put your life together, no matter how hard you work to put it together, no matter the precautions you take, the guarantee of life is this. Sometimes, something will inevitably go wrong, no matter what, no matter what. Simply because life is broken, the world is broken. You can't do all the scenario planning. Something will inevitably go wrong. Something. So, the first Corinthians 4, 12 is saying to us, if you put it up again, don't think something strange is happening to you. Don't think something strange is happening to you. You know, back in the day, while um, I was serving And um, there was this lady that through evangelism and all that, she gave her life to Jesus. She got born again. She, she used to be a um, staunch Catholic that didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And, but the, the gospel we were preaching there was another gospel, actually. We <laughs> were saying, there's a song we used to sing. Inside Jesus, brother, no wahala for you. And I used to play the bass guitar. No wahala for you. <laughs> so we were, we were telling them, we we're telling them that, that once you come to Jesus, there is no wahala for you. Who doesn't like that? People were giving their lives to Jesus in troubles. Because they are tired of the trouble of life. So this lady, I mean, she 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 got fervent. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, she was speaking in tongues. I mean, she came to camp without relationship with God. She was on fire. But guess what? Like with everything and everyone that works with God, sometimes it appears that the honeymoon is over. So she had a first challenge as a, as a Christian, a first real challenge, and which was. Everybody was passing out. Everybody had their certificate. For some reason, her, her own certificate of dispatch was missing. So, which means she had to stay back, then go to Abuja, all sorts of stress. So, she was upset. She was angry at God. Everyone in the fellowship that tried to encourage her, she kicked them away give Jesus that cannot secure certificates, you know, and you know, she was really angry. So they told me, you know, as the <clears throat> I wasn't the president, but I was I can't remember the position, but you know, so, so I was so sure that, you know, so I, I carried my big Bible, you know, and I'm going to encourage a sister. <laughs> so, so I got there to, to encourage her, you know, and all that. She chased me the chasing was serious, so if, you, if I didn't have a Bible, you probably would think maybe I wanted to maybe rape her or something because she, get out of my and, and I was thinking, what went wrong? You know, because I, like, you know, I introspect a lot. What went wrong? What went wrong? And what went wrong was, we told her a lie. We have to own up to it. We told her a lie. It's clear in the Bible. Where did we get it from? First Peter. It's in the New Testament. Don't think it's strange. If something strange is happening to you. (laughs) If something strange is happening to you, don't think it's strange. However, I'm not saying that obviously there's no one, even Jesus. Pain is not palatable. I'm not saying that we should go around looking for pain or looking for trouble. Even Jesus, you know, there was a time they wanted to push him off the cliff. The Bible says he escaped. Why did he escape? (laughs) He wasn't, he didn't want to die with his bones scattered. Because that was not scriptures for him. So not all pain is necessary. Not all sufferings are necessary, but all can be beneficial. All can be beneficial. By the time we are done, even those of you that you've gotten yourself into unnecessary suffering, God will make it work out for your good. You know, some sufferings that people are going through is not necessary. It has nothing to do with God. It's not Calvary. It's not Golgotha. Is a far. and to pull, use your hand to pull the trouble. That's what it means. That is what it means. But even that one, we work out for your good. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you see trouble sitting now. You go and wake it up. Then you say, God, why? God said, <laughs> There are some things that. You pulled on yourself. But even that, by the grace of God, will work out for your good. Amen. So a few facts about suffering, then learning from how Jesus you know, prevailed, and we are done. If so, a few facts about suffering. You need to know this. No suffering will last forever. Everything you are going through is going to come to pass everything first peter 5:10 everything you are going through is going to come to pass first peter 5:10 says and after you have suffered for a little while the god of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore you Secure you, strengthen you, and establish you in the name of Jesus. No suffering lasts forever. Even those that last a lifetime expires on earth. In heaven, there will be no sorrow, there will be no tears, there will be no crying. No suffering lasts forever. None. None. So don't glorify it. it. It doesn't last forever. However, sometimes you need to hide yourself. You need to live a sheltered, protected life. Isaiah 26 brings this out for us. He says, come, my people. Enter into your rooms. That is your refuge. Your, your, your strong places. And close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until the ignis- in- 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 indignations run its course. Until the indignations run its course. Some things will run their course. That's just how life is sometimes. A woman that is pregnant, she's three months pregnant, she's uncomfortable, her body's changing, she's getting fat, she says she doesn't like the fat. Six months She's really in pain. There's no prayer that you can, you should pray that should make the baby come now. It has to run its course. And sometimes when we are going through what we run its course, we don't learn to hide. You need to learn to hide. You need to learn. To, to dig in. You need to learn to dig deep. You need to learn to find a place of refuge and hide and watch it pass over. So sometimes we, when, when we are in a challenge that we pass over, we actually make decisions. We make permanent decisions based on a temporary situation. We make a permanent decision on on, on something that we pass over. We, We begin to make permanent decisions, but God says, no, it will pass over. And guess what? By the time it passes over, then what happens to the permanent decisions we've made? No suffering lasts forever. The next fact you should know is this. In the end, we win. In the end, we win. No matter how tough the battle is, in the end, we win. Check scriptures. That's what the Bible tells us from Genesis to Revelation. Daniel, in the end, we win. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the end, we win. The old nation of Israel, in the end, we win. Jesus, in the end, we win. In the end, we win. And you need to know that all this will shape your perspective. In the end, we win. So, if you're playing a match, that you know that is programmed in a way that one way or the other, in the end you win, you will play the match, but when you're down, you won't worry too much because you know that in the end, we win. It's like something has been rigged in your favor already. In the end we win. You know there's a referee that will blow a penalty in the dire minute and say it's because of intention to push. Did you see that uh, Nigeria Tunisia? Is it Tunisia? Algeria Nigeria Algeria. They interviewed the referee. The referee says they gave the penalty because in the law of FIFA intention to push mm, I love African referees. Intention to push Just like this, red card uh, penalty. You have intention. Interpretation of the law differs. When you know that (laughs) the Most High God has rigged something, rigged, quote unquote, or worked something in your favor, in the end, we win. You are not afraid to fight because, in the end, you win. In the end, you win so what is the purpose what is the purpose of pain what's the purpose of suffering I mean why go through all the heartache all the ups and downs, all the turns and twists why why is is the world set up that way the answer is this the purpose of pain is promotion the purpose of your pain is your promotion at the end of that pain, you will be promoted. Second Corinthians four seventeen says to us, "For our light affliction, for our present troubles, are small, and they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and lasts forever." The purpose. Pain is promotion. The pain you are going through, which is why it's, it's, it's sad for people to go through stuff and they don't get promoted. They go through the pain. They don't learn the lesson. So it means that they have to do carryover. You know what they call carryover? over? Carry over the pain. Then if you don't learn the lesson, everyone has to arrange another class for you. I pray that you learn your lesson once in Jesus name. You know, I mean, one thing I have made up my mind is that as much as God helps me, I like to learn my lesson once. Just once. The ones I must learn by myself. Just once is okay. It's okay. <laughs> once I learn it, I'm okay. I move on. I get the promotion. I move on. Matthew Harry says that every tear of sorrow sown by a right the righteous springs up a pearl. I mean, every tear of sorrow sown by a child of God will only bring forth precious stones, and it is all ramifications. You get promotion. Every area in all ramifications, you get promotion spiritually, you get promotion in every side. So, you know, when when David said it was good that I was afflicted, you know, have you been to a place where you've come out of a situation and you're like, Thank God I went through that? It wasn't pleasant, but the the, the results. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And when we go through pain and suffering, those are the times that we know our dependency of God the most. Those are the times that we depend on God the most. When, When everybody decides you, when all the people that are saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna. When they turn around and they say, crucify him. Crucify him. When you see that it is actually only Jesus you have, then you begin to grow spiritually. When all your business contacts fail you, when all the office politics crumbles, and you discover that it's only Jesus you have, then you begin to discover, like Tim Keller puts it, that Jesus is all that you need. Because you don't really know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. I can tell you stories and stories and stories of my life that, you know... So it's unfortunate when you have people, when they are down to nothing and all they are still seeking is people's approval. This person's being in my side. That means you, you need carryover. When you are down to nothing and you still have not discovered that Jesus is all you need. But when you discover, when you get to a place and, and, and Jesus is all you have and you really see Jesus as all you have and embrace Jesus as all you have, you, di- you, you discover and you begin to come to the realization that at the end of the day, Jesus is all you needed. Jesus is all you need. And that is all. Because in him is life. And the life is the light of men. And the light shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. So through Christ, you have everything. Through Christ. So we we said that it should lead to promotion and glory. When you go through pain, it should lead to promotion and glory. So, what can we learn from Matthew 26, 36 to 46 that we read from Jesus? What can we learn from the life of Jesus? How did Jesus take it? The pain. How did he take the inevitability of the cross and turns it to glory? How did he survive it? The first thing is this. You have to embrace. Embrace it. How does pain lead to promotion? Number one, embrace it. Pain is my friend. Everybody say pain is my friend. I don't want to say that. I will confess against it. I reject it. In Jesus' (laughs) name. That's the problem. That's That's the wrong doctrine. You have been indoctrinated with. Pain is your friend. Look. Nothing promotes you faster than pain. Is that not your friend? No matter how much your father loves you. No matter how much your mother loves you. They can never promote you like pain. Yet you love your father and mother more than pain. Is that fair? <laughs> Matthew 36, 46. Now, look at Jesus. He says, Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Jesus did not say, hop, let's escape. You go to Galilee, you escape to Samaria. Let's go to uh, Nigeria. They won't catch us there. (laughs) Let's be going. Let's embrace it. Let's face it. In John John 18, verse 4, Jesus fully realized, that was a fully realized. He was not deluded. He fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? <laughs> three three mind, that's what it means. <laughs> you know, don't don't embrace it. Embrace it. He fully realized what was gonna happen. He stepped forward and embraced the situation. Who are you looking for? Say Jesus of Nazareth. says, I am he. They all fell down. Shouldn't I even give them some common sense? They came back again. He says, I said, who are you, are you looking for? I said, we are looking for Jesus. I said, I am here. They all fell down again. When he says, no one takes my life, I lay it down by myself. I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to take it up. And the reason I'm going to lay it down is not because of me, but because of you. Because if I don't lay it down, you cannot have life. So I am laying it down so that I can pick it up and you can have life. Hallelujah. When we see pain for what it is, Stop being afraid of it. The necessary ones, that is, I'm not, you know, I've already established that you shouldn't be looking for pain up and down. (laughs) But there's a necessary path you have to take. Why? Because you cannot be promoted until you are tested. You cannot be promoted until you are tested. Embrace your life. Embrace your life. Embrace your tests. Embrace your life. Embrace your test. John 18 11, John 18 11. Now, see this. I mean, this Jesus speaking to Peter um, from the voice translation. He says, Put down your sword and return it to his sheath. Am I to turn away from the cup the Father has given me to drink? Am I to turn away from the cup? That the father has given me to drink. There's a path that God has set before you. The the more you turn away from it. You are postponing the greatness of your life. The earlier you embrace your path. The earlier your glory bursts forth. The earlier your greatness begins. The earlier your promotion comes. Embrace your path. Embrace your life. Accept yourself. Accept the uniqueness of the path that God has put before you. You cannot be like your sister. You cannot be like your brother. All my siblings, all of them are outside of the country. There are six of us. All of them live outside of the country. I was going to go out of Nigeria, and the Holy Spirit said to me, this is your path. You stay here. <laughs> Is it comfortable? If you make your life decisions purely based on comfort, you miss your destiny. If you make this purely based on comfort, I want a good life. I want a. I want <laughs> no, 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 no. What is the path that God has put in front of you? Stay on your path. Walk your own path. Run your own race. You are who God has made you to be. Accept it. Praise the name of the Lord. Accept it. Please put it up again. John 11. See what Jesus says. Am I to turn away from the cup the father has given me to drink you see many times the way of promotion is through pain the way of success is through suffering but when we submit our story to God he turns it around for his glory. Embrace it. Embrace it. You see, the truth about it is that you know, many times you want to, you want to pray through. You want to pray through. You want to pray through. <laughs> the truth is this. Sometimes we cannot pray away the pain. We have to pray <laughs> through the pain. We are looking for anointing, anointing is awesome we are looking for anointing that will will take away the pain, God says no you will go through it because you will be promoted because I want you to be promoted I want you to be like me but you see (laughs) that's how God has set it up so lay hands on me so that the pain of my promotion will go I say no I will lay hands on you so that you will be strong to pray through the pain so that you can embrace your promotion false promises from the pulpit have become the norm God is a lie. Read your Bible for yourself. You will fulfill your destiny. Follow the path of God. Follow God's path. Stop looking for abracadabra. Stop looking for the more you look <laughs> God has it worked out for you? Embrace it. But you see, the interesting thing about it is this. Now listen. Before you can embrace it, you have to see beyond it. Before you can embrace it, You have to see. If you don't see beyond it, embracing it is not easy. Before you can embrace it confidently, you have to see beyond it. Hebrews 12, 2 tells us. Now stay focused on Jesus who designed and perfected our faith. He endured the cross. He ignored the shame of that death. How? Because he focused on the joy that was set before him. Now he's seated beside God on the throne. A place of honor. So how did how come Jesus was able to embrace it? How come Jesus was able to say, let's go. Let's do this. Because he, 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 he focused on what was beyond it. you have to see beyond the pain. You have to see beyond the suffering. Why are you sacrificing so much for your children? Why are you wearing only one shirt and one trouser so that your children can go to school? Why are you doing it? Because you see a future for them. True or false? You go through the pain because of what you see you go through the pain because of what you see. If Jesus had focused on the cross, in fact, the Bible says if he had not focused on the pain, on, on, on the prize, on the result, he would not have gone, to, gone through the cross. If Jesus had not focused on, on us, Jesus saw you and I, and one day, family is going to be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to go to the cross Just because of him. I can see him. I'm gonna do it. There are things you do as a leader, (laughs) not because of you, but because of the people you are leading. You can see, so you you go through it. You go through, you're not going through it for yourself. How many shirts can a man wear? Really? It's not a lot. If you wear more than one shirt in a day, what will happen? At once. You come here, you have three shirts on and three ties. (laughs) We don't live for ourselves. You don't live for yourself. You have to stop focusing on the problem and start focusing on the promotion. Stop focusing on the problem and start focusing on the promotion we don't live for ourselves no tree eats its own fruit there's no tree that eats its own fruit we don't focus on ourselves you have to focus on the results the student <laughs> that wants to have an a we have to go through the pain of studying. The student that says, oh, reading is hard. Reading for long hours is hard. He's just saying the obvious. Reading for long hours is hard. And so? So, so bloody what? Eh, but it's hard now, pastor. Eh, eh. So what? It doesn't mean anything. The question is, what can you see? What grade can you see? Can you see an A? Or can you see a C? Or can you see an E? If all you are comfortable with is, okay, let my people go. You know, some people I mean, have friends that are like, let my people go, John. That is what they see. That's what they want. I mean, when we're in school. And that is what they got. How someone that says, you know, ah, I made a comfortable tutu. Comfortable tutu. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. If that's what you can see, and that's what, what, you, what you want, and that's what you, you pay the price for, more grease to your elbows. What do you see? But if you see an A, reading, the pain of reading. You can't, you can't read. You can't go through it. Why? Because of what you see, not because of the pain. Now, um, if, you, if I hold a pen, many of you don't know this. Um, I mean, uh, my colleagues know this. You know, and some, some of the pastors know this. I write like this. This is how I hold my pen, I write. You have seen that for the first time. Do you know why? I hold my pen like this. Right. it's not fashion. I'm not trying to create another way of writing. I had an exam, <laughs> and I read from a from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. The exam was at 9 a.m. When I take breaks from reading, I just get up walk around, come back, sit down. Read from six to six. And these are computational exams. I got to the hostel. I said, um, you know, let me just sleep for 30 minutes. (laughs) You know where this story is going. 30 minutes. So, I just slept for 30 minutes as I opened my eyes. It was past 10 or something. I was like, "What?" Got up, oh. you know, I was trying to wear my shirt. The fan caught my hand. Blood. I tied my hand. And I went to the exam hall. The lecturer knew me, so I mean, so it was like, what happened? So I told him, you know, and I was like, wow. So they allowed me coming. But he says, no, no, but I can do the exam after I should go to the health center. I said, no. For where? <laughs> you know what I did for this exam? Tied my hand. Held my pen like this. And wrote the exam. From that day on, I didn't forget to put my pen back. That's how I write my notes till today. What's the point of all that? How was I able to go through the pain? The pain was a lot. How? Because I have seen this cause already. This one, I'm going to get it. Stop changing your destiny. Sit down. What will it take? Pay it. What will it take to move from here to here? What, what is the price tag? Pay it. You pay it, everybody will come and rejoice with you. They will even say, You are lucky. Say, hey, I'm lucky. Hey, it's luck. It's luck. Go and be lucky. <laughs> you don't consider the acts if you want to eat the honey in the rock, my grandmother would say. You don't consider the acts. So, once you have seen through it and you have embraced it, what next, pastor? What next? What else did you just do? What else? Push through it. You have to push through it. Don't stop calling. Push through it. Luke eleven nine. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. For everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. To everyone that knocks the door will be opened. Jesus prevailed in Gethsemane before he could prevail in Golgotha, Jesus prevailed. You see, you need to go to Gethsemane, that is the place of, of praying, before you get to the place of actually physically doing the work of pushing in Golgotha and Calvary. So, if Jesus had not prevailed in Gethsemane, Jesus would not have been able to prevail in Golgotha. It would not have been so. So, what am I saying? What I'm saying is this. You need to pray through before you can push through. You need to pray through before you can push through. The reason a lot of people are not able to push through a project or push through an init- initiative is because they've not, we've not spent the time to pray through it. So if you don't pray through it, you can't push through it because the requisite energy won't be present to push through it. Praise the name of the Lord. Once you see through it, you embrace it and you push through it. Once you are done with the work calvary, Then you're a candidate for a miracle. Praise the name of the Lord. That is when you can now wait for resurrection. (laughs) That is when the power of God is needed to move in your direction. But unfortunately, we, we, we don't even embrace it. We don't see through it and embrace it and push through it and we're asking for a miracle. It doesn't work like that. We, we don't want to embrace it and see through it and push through it and we want the miracle at the beginning. God is saying, no, 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 no. The miracle is after you have embraced it, you've seen through it and embraced it, and you've pushed through it. Then you need a miracle. You've put in the work. Then you need a miracle. You've done your part. Then you need a miracle. You're calling and you're calling and you're calling. Then you need an answer. You're seeking, you're seeking, and you're seeking. Then you need a revelation. You're knocking, you're knocking, you're knocking. Then you need an open door. God is saying to you, don't stop calling. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want you to talk to God. Say, Lord, help me. Help me to see through this pain. Help me to see through it. So that I can have the courage to embrace it and push through it. Help me to see through it so I can have the courage to embrace it and push through it. If you're here, you're not saved. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You need to give your life to Jesus. And you're like, I need a relationship with the living God before I can even begin to see it. I can't see nothing. But I need God. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Or you're like, Pastor, I used to be born again, but I'm backsliding. Can I, can I restart my relationship with God? Yes. I want to pray with you, my sister, my brother. That is me. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, I will pray together. If I put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well, 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 well. Shoot it up over your head. I will pray together. God bless you. God bless you. There's a hand God bless you. There's a hand there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my. My, my brother that is me put that hand up god bless you god bless you my brother god bless you, my sister god bless you keep the hands up once you have the card you can put on your hand i'm going to pray with you shortly that is me pastor pray with me put up that hand i will pray together the rest of us let's let's pray let's let's continue to pray if you're at the back there and they're not answering just wave um are you waving for a card okay now for those of us that are online the structures are scrolling. Father, we come. We ask for your help. We pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you reveal yourself to us. Change our lives totally. Totally, Lord. Let your word bear fruit in our lives. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Let's put together for the Lord Jesus, for his kindness, his mercy, his word. Amen.